Welcome to a Veterans Podcast, powered by Wisconsin Veterans Network, the show where we hear unique, inspiring stories from veterans all over. Veterans who've transitioned, who've overcome obstacles, and even those still struggling. We will learn all veterans have a unique story, ones filled with pain and triumphs, and we will learn no veteran is alone, no matter the path they took. We share their stories to help motivate and inspire the world, to help understand what it means to be a veteran, and most of all, we share to give them a voice amongst the noise. You can find us at aveteranspodcast.com to learn more and how you can be a part of the show. Welcome back to a Veterans Podcast. I'm so excited that you are all here. Craziness, I am actually recording in my house. So that's kind of cool. But we have a really awesome guest on the show today. She is a semifinalist for Miss Veteran America. She served in the Army from 2008 to 2013. And she has a really unique story and a really great kind of went from really crummy stuff to like doing really well. So I'm really excited to have her. Um, Today's show is sponsored by Wisconsin Veterans Network, an established Wisconsin nonprofit ran by veterans for veterans. Their mission is to provide guidance and support for all veterans, whether Guard, Reserve, Active, or even a bad discharge, looking for any kind of assistance in the state of Wisconsin. If you're a Wisconsin veteran looking for an answer, whether a simple question about benefits or are currently homeless, give them a call today. You can find more information about them at wisvetsnet.org or on our website of veteranspodcast.com. We are also on Facebook now, so if you look up a Veterans Podcast, you'll find us there, as well as Instagram, and you can find Wisconsin Veterans Network on Facebook as well. So let's go ahead and call our guest. Hello. Hi there. Is this Brandy? Yes, this is Brandy. Hey, Brandy. Welcome to a Veterans Podcast. My name is Kelsey. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to talk to you. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the show. So just like a little background for our viewers, I'm really bad at Instagram. And so you had messaged our Instagram and I didn't see it for like two weeks. So my bad. But I'm so excited that you reached out because this is really cool. And I have so many questions for you. Because I yeah. saw that you were the semifinalist in um, Miss Veteran America, which I have like a million questions, which we probably won't get into all of them on air, but yeah. I'll ask you later. <laughs> yes, okay. No, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, so let's just get started real quick. Um, I let everybody know that you were in the Army um, mm-hmm. and when you served. So why did you join the military? Um, I joined the military for a couple of different reasons. Uh, the main, the main one was to be in a, like an establishment where I could feel proud and doing something that was meaningful. So defending my country was definitely like a priority to me and I thought it would just be amazing. And growing up, um, I had a couple of different influences that were military based. So I thought it'd be a really great idea to like continue kind of that little legacy with my cousin, my cousin, um, my uncle, 
Brian was in the military and they just had so much great stuff. It was really family oriented. I just really loved the whole entire culture. And then the other reason was to um, like have it like a jump start in my career. So I was 23 when I joined. I think I was 23, 23 or 24. I think it was 23. Um, so I wanted something that was a little bit more stable. Um, I was going to school at the time. I was at Chicago State, I believe, and I think I was a a sophomore. I think I was a sophomore. Um, so I wanted just a little bit more stability, and I didn't want to rack up a bunch of um, student loans and stuff. So I also found out about the program, the GI Bill, that would help aid in that process. So defending my country um, and uh, going to school was definitely something that was on my list. So. I decided to join, and I had a really, really easy time in basic training, and it was just mostly because I've, I've just grown up really um, active, and I was very athletic growing up, so the, you know, the running, the jumping, the sprinting, the climbing, mm -hmm. the camping outside, all that stuff really, it didn't, it wasn't very hard, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, some of it was a bit challenging, but it wasn't too much of a huge difference for me. I really, really enjoyed it in the military that's awesome that's really yeah. awesome i i was not physically active at all before i went to boot camp yeah. <laughs> so really so my boot camp experience was not nearly as um fun as you claim boot camp to be but that's okay wow. i mean everybody has different experiences <laughs> um i was also navy so that makes a difference too um we didn't camp mm -hmm. we don't we don't camp in the navy but um, I appreciate that. That's that's a kind of a cool way to look at it. I don't think anybody has um, talked so fondly of boot camp like you have. So really, <laughs> yeah. wow. I think yeah. You know, for me though, I was a baby. I was a baby when I went in. I was seventeen. So, um, you know, I I definitely I think I spent most of my time in boot camp missing my family more than anything. Mm. So, but that's. That's awesome. Where did you go to boot camp at? Um, I went to Fort Jackson in South Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it was interesting. Like, the I think the hardest part for me was just staying up all day long. So, waking <laughs> up at 4.30 in the morning and then staying up all day, all day, and then going to sleep at like 8, something at night, and then getting up again you know, super early in the morning, that was like the hardest part. So just, I was just so tired all the time. I was exhausted, mm -hmm. but I got so much like um, completed and finished throughout those, that, you know, that entire time frame of being up for a thousand years. But <laughs> I think that was probably the only hard part I had with the military was just getting up early and having to stay up. That was just, that was really hard for me. Hmm. You know, it was just really draining too, because you're, you know, you're active, you're learning new things, you're getting screamed at constantly, um, you're being physically active, and then you're starving all the time. Like, it was yeah. just really hard. <laughs> it was hard, true. but I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. It was fun. That's awesome. Um, so on the, the flip side of that, um, because you joined after September 11th, I like to ask our guests where they were that day, September 11th, 2001, and how did that impact your career? Whether it was joining the military or like maybe the job you chose or whatever the case may be. Um, 
I, it was, where was I? I, I lived in Hawaii at the time. And this is a really good question. I've never been asked this. Wow. Uh, so I was in Hawaii at the time. I was a sophomore in high school. I went to Kalaheo High School. I lived in Hawaii. And I was at a um, uh, a friend's house. And we are six hours behind, Cal- six or four hours behind California. It might be four hours. I'm, I don't I think it's four hours. Be- four hours behind California. Six hours maybe in on the eastern side. I don't know. Anyways. Um, I was, uh, watching TV and, uh, the news came on and all that, you know, the planes were crashing into everything. And I thought it was like, I, I really didn't know what I was watching. Like, it just didn't make any sense. I'm like, why are these airplanes flying into these buildings that, you know, and then, you know, we saw all the, the terror and people were, you know, screaming. And then we realized we're under attack and I was like, oh my gosh. And then that's when it kind of, um, so the person's house that I was at, he was also in the military. He was, he was a Marine. Mm-hmm. So they were all talking about how they're going to, and now going to be going to war and how everybody was so scared and nervous about it. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I just really couldn't grasp what was really going on. I think I was 16 at the time. Um, I really, I didn't understand at all what was really happening. I had no idea until after I was myself in war and, you know, experiencing the side of uh, the military that nobody really gets to see unless you're deployed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Did you grow up in Hawaii? I, that's like a total random question, but um, just curious if you like. No, so I lived in Hawaii for about six and a half years. Um, my family, my mother and my stepdad, they just, so I, I'm originally from California, oh, okay. um, but they decided that they wanted to move to Hawaii when I was 16. So at 16 years old, we moved to Hawaii and then we stayed there for, I stayed there for about six years. And then I ended up moving to Illinois and that's where I ended up joining the military. Oh, wow. Hawaii to Illinois. Mm-hmm. Good. I know. It's very drastic, very drastic. I mean, I'm from Wisconsin, so I already feel a, a certain type of way about oh. Illinois anyways. Oh, yeah. I like Wisconsin. It was nice. It was... I, we live really close to, I think it's Kenosha. Oh, yeah. That's where I live, actually. Yeah, it was really close to that. So I lived in Gurney, oh, nice. Illinois. Yeah, by mm-hmm. the, the and, Navy base. Yeah, yeah, uh, Great Lakes. Yep. Yeah. We lived. I stayed with my sister for a while and with her husband in, at Great Lakes. And it was right by the, the amusement park. Oh, Great Six Flags? Yeah. Six Flags, yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It was nice, yeah. Like, I know, right? Literally, Small like, world. down the road. Crazy. Um, yeah, it was, like, 15 minutes from us. That's that's cool. So, mm-hmm. okay, so the, the, the hard question, I always call this the hard question, but um, why did you get out of the military, and was it your choice? I ended up getting out of the military because I was, um, I had to get medically retired. I had cancer and in 2009, I was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma cancer and Ewing sarcoma cancer is very rare and aggressive cancer. And it, you normally it affects people who are like young little boys and are Caucasian. Um, so when I, sick with this cancer I definitely didn't think that it was possible because of all this you know just I didn't match up on paper 
with what it was what it was saying mm-hmm. um but i got i was sick with cancer and that's why i had to get out i got medically retired um i had a massive massive portion taken out of my leg my adductor muscle uh so that meant, meant that i couldn't run or jump or sprint or do, do anything either like the agility or the like the walking and the ruck march and the pt test and you know all those things are just standing on your leg all day all you know mm-hmm. all the time so i felt like i'd be a hindrance to still be in the military and i like you know i'm like broken so i decided to drop my med board package and i got medically discharged and that's the only reason why i got out otherwise my goal was to become an officer and um you know you know i had like dreams and aspirations maybe i could be a colonel you know all those things yeah. that you have yeah uh so i was like me you know i really really wanted to go hard i wanted to retire 20 years in but it ended at five years so um i had to i had to get out there was just the no way that i could stay in the military and um uh, if i did get deployed again and, and I, god forbid i got into a firefight or something would happen like i can't run away like i used to or i can't mm-hmm you know, maneuver, my leg is not the same. So it just would be pointless to put myself in that situation. So that's the main reason why I got out was I felt um, just, you know, just disabled. I I Mm -hmm. didn't have the same body and I wasn't the same person as I was when I went in the military. Um, And then what was the second question? Was it your choice? But I think you answered that. Oh, (laughs) Uh, yes. I mean, it was and it wasn't. They, I could have stayed in. I could have stayed in, and um, but I just felt like that would just that would just be the wrong choice, yeah, to do, you know. So, so I ended up just getting out. Um, I too was medically retired, so um, I I understand like the the difficulty that is that because mm-hmm. I think some people don't realize that for it sounds like for you and I know for myself, um. I wanted to do 20 years, you know, I wanted Mm -hmm. to make this a career and, and really excel. And I felt like I was doing really well in the military. So did you find it difficult to, um, not only transition out of the military, but kind of at the same time, accept like what was happening to you as a person, if that makes sense. Um, So when I was getting out, the whole transition process was a bit like, I know I, I think it was like a six month or eight month time frame where they're like preparing you to get out and all that stuff. But I still felt like I was not prepared. Like I just wasn't ready. I kind of felt like, okay, you know, I've given my life to this, to this organization, you know, or as much as I could. And now I have to go. And it's kind of like, all right, well, now what do I do? You know, it's like they try to prepare you to try to help you. And, um, you know, they do the whole ACAP or ATAP. I'm not sure what it's called now or what it was in the navy for you but they put you through like a program where they do your resumes and they do your um your uh your cover letters and they kind of just prep you you know dress for success and stuff like that but i just felt like it just wasn't enough time (laughs) enough time to you know really grasp about what was going on because i was so used to being told what to do when to do it where to be why i'm going to be there um you know hurry up and wait and now it's like i there's no blueprint of anything. Like, I don't know if I make this choice, I'm going to be going here. It's like, it's free range. I'm out here by myself. Like, how am I going to do this? So I had a lot of anxiety. I was really nervous. I was really scared. Um, 
I felt really lost. Mm -hmm. And then when I got my resume and I got my cover letter and I got everything, I realized that it was kind of like they just took the blocks and the information off of the website and kind of just like slapped it together. Yeah. And <laughs> there was like, yeah, and there was like, you know, errors and runoff sentences. And I'm like, none of this even talks like to what my abilities are. So I was like, oh my God, like I'm not even ready. Yeah. Like the program I just went through for this eight transition program, like I don't, I didn't feel like it was the best. And I felt like it was really cookie cutter. Like everybody had the same kind of resume. Like mm -hmm. everyone that was in the same MOS, we all had the same exact resume. Mm -hmm. The verbiage was the same. Everything was the same. So I was like, that's not good. Like how am I supposed to stand out with a job if we all sound the same? So well, I yeah, was kind of disappointed with that for sure. Like that's not cool. And how, <laughs> how do is you, this possible? Yeah. How do you um, apply for a job when – your whole resume is military talk mm -hmm. and it's not translated to something that a civilian would understand. Right. But right. But, and depending on how long you served, you may not even realize that at that point, you know, if, if right. like we've had some um, people on the podcast who've done 20 years and they're writing their resume and they've done some amazing things in 20 years. But yeah. how do you translate that to civilian speech? Right. So I, I totally understand. I look back at that first resume when I got out of the military and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that is. Yeah. And when I, so why I opened up a business called Resume Advantage. And that's exactly who it's for. It's for the veterans that are transitioning out from the military to the civilian sector. And I knew that there was an unmet need because when I went through the program, it I don't want to say it was terrible because I know they're doing their best and all that, but I don't feel like it was that great. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the people that I have gotten their customers or clients now, they feel the, the exact same way that it seems like it was rushed. The material is not all that great. So I opened up resume advantage for veterans getting out of the military and writing their resumes and getting them the jobs and helping them place where they need to be. So, um, yeah, that was definitely something I felt passionate about. That's what I do now. I awesome. do resumes and, yeah, employment services for people who are getting out of the military. I kind of, that little buffer right there to help them out because they definitely need it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mm -hmm. I work in a nonprofit in Wisconsin that helps veterans with all types of needs, usually in crisis, wow. homeless, things like that. But a large majority of them are looking for employment and their resumes are just really struggling. Um, so, it, you know, resume writing is a craft. I will say that. Mm -hmm. I, I do think it takes a special person to be able to write yeah. a really good resume. And um, so that's awesome that you do that. I mean, I, I'm sure yeah. that it's a huge benefit. I didn't even know that that existed, to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I picked this like skill up when I was working for the Corps of Engineers in 2016. And I kept getting a bunch of, you know, uh, the Corps of Engineers, it's a government job. Mm -hmm. And I just kept getting a bunch of friends and they're asking me, hey, you know, it was, you know, what's all this buzz about the government jobs and can you get me in? And I'm thinking, okay, let me see, because I wrote the job announcements. I helped with the resumes and like looking at the resumes. What are we looking for and what are they missing? And, um, setting up the interviews and the background checks, I kind of like helped with all of that. So I was realizing that, okay, I know what, what we are looking for to hire somebody for this 
section. And I started, I was really successful with writing their resumes and getting them placed. And then the guy um, I was dating at the time, he was like, you need to make this a job. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this for free, huh? I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. So then I started, you know, charging like, 80 bucks here, like 50 bucks there. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, let me see what I can do. And then I just opened up a full-fledged business, and now I do it full-time. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. in your transition, what um, what would you say were some of the biggest mistakes you made while transitioning out? Mm-hmm. If any. Biggest mistakes <laughs> I made. Um... I say staying in the place that I got that I was uh, like my last duty station. So I didn't move. I should have went back to wherever my homeland, you know, wherever you enlisted into. I didn't do that. I stayed in my little location area. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you do that, or when I did it, I had five years to put some paperwork in to like update the, the transportation process or something like that. And I totally read my papers wrong. And I, I don't even know what the problem was. I did something wrong, but I ended up um, like forfeiting my free move. Oh, no. Somehow. Yeah. So I got stuck in Savannah. And um, yeah, so that didn't work out. I guess, well, I guess it would definitely been. Um, going over all of my paperwork and like truly understanding the benefits that I have, what's going to be not, what I'm going to be ineligible for, um, reading all my paperwork, just understanding like my rights as a new like separated civilian person because mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that paperwork. I really, I was just so like lost and I didn't know what I was going to be doing or how I was going to like live. <laughs> so I joined. Um, I applied to at like a million different schools and then the school called Savannah College of Art and Design ends up accepting me into their program. It was a, um, a master and a graduate program to get my master's in writing. And I had no clue that it was a great school. I just, you know, I'm just like <laughs> spamming out applications to different places because I need someone to like save me. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know where I'm going. I need to, you know, how am I going to get to here? So I'm sending out tons of applications but it ends up being like a really great like prestigious school and I had no idea that's awesome about <laughs> yeah but it all ended up working I'm like oh my god it was a really good school and I ended up staying in Savannah and used uh, my GI Bill and um all those all those good things so that's awesome that that yeah I think it, I mean it all ended up working out but it, during the time it was just really hectic and I just didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was so lost. Yeah. I, I think that's a common theme. I would like to say, cause you'll be episode 14 of our podcast. And I think of the 14 episodes, probably three people were prepared to get out. Wow. So it, it's definitely, and that's kind of why we created this podcast was to, to bring awareness to what mm-hmm. people are struggling with so that service members can listen to this podcast or people who just got out who feel lost in the sauce like we all did um, right. just kind of find themselves again, you know, and, and realize they're not alone in this crazy journey. So mm-hmm. um, it's nice to hear that you two 
were in the same boat as all of us. <laughs> we were yes, so yes. confused. Um, oh my gosh. So what, what are some of the positives you made during your transition or did um, before or after or things like that? Uh, the positive thing, transitioning out. So I ended up getting a, you know, my master's, um, the GI Bill paid for that. I went to, you know, they, they totally helped me with my entire, that, you know, entire program, graduate program. I opened up a business. So I was able to understand the unmet need with the resumes and the employment services that they were providing. So I ended up like creating a business from transitioning out of the military and the lack of support or resources that I felt that I had. So that was a really good positive thing out of that. Um, what was another great thing? Just the entire experience was pretty good. Not the getting out portion, just yeah. <laughs> in general. Yeah, that because that gave me a lot of anxiety. I was so I had like crazy panic attacks. Like I was really going through it, but um. It was it was a good experience all in all. I you know I don't have any complaints. I really don't have any regrets except for not paying attention. Yeah. Well, I um, think when you go into that, we have tap class as well, and I think a lot of times people go into tap class as like a check in the box, right? You got to do it before you get yeah. out, so you just go. Yeah. You don't necessarily take it seriously because you're like, this is whatever. Like I was in the military, yeah. somebody's gonna hire me. I'm not worried right. about it. And then you get right. out, and you're like nobody's going to hire me because they don't yeah. understand my resume. They don't yeah. understand me. I don't understand them. What right. in the world? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's so true. It is. And I'll get a lot of resumes and uh, cover letters or whatever it is. And it's just like, mm, the jargon, it's all military. And talk, it's, a lot of it's talking about like the budget that they held and like inventory of the arms room and, um, <laughs> ordering rations and stuff like that i'm like oh gosh I'm like, let me fix this up i'm like okay well what is it that you want to do what's the job that you would like to do and let's see if you have those qualifications or that experience and nine times out of the ten they do they just need to like find the right verbiage to explain that because i'm sure they have inventory i'm sure they have logistics i'm sure they have staff development i'm sure they have like management skills i'm sure they have all those things but they don't know how to put it in words correctly so that's mostly what I'm doing when I'm dealing with the uh, resumes with the military that's awesome somebody's mm -hmm. got to do it and good for you yeah I sure yeah. still can't <laughs> oh what? but you're still helping out another way though so I'm yeah <laughs> um okay so I'm going to ask a few other questions I know I sent you a list of questions I'm going to kind of yeah. go off the cuff because I'm really curious about Ms. Veteran America. And I've been curious about this for a really long time. Like, oh God. like years ago I saw it, it came up on my Facebook or something. And I was like, oh, I should do that. But then I chickened out because I don't know mm. if I'm the pageant type. Um, <laughs> I'm a little rough, so I don't know. <laughs> no, so that, it's totally not based on looks. It's not based on like, it's not based, it's not like a beauty pageant. It's more of like the total package. Like, what do you do in your community? How involved are you in the community? Uh, like, um, uh, how well known you are? Do you have a cause that you're kind of going for? Um, this, the one that, the one that I was doing, and I'm pretty sure it's every every single year it's the same one. 
their causes for homeless people and they're making it aware about homeless veterans, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's that. And um, so I didn't end up competing through it the entire time. I ended up getting super sick um, in June. Oh, so no. we had a, yeah, so they picked the semifinalists. You know, everyone, you make the, I made the cut, but then there's like another section where I have to like do the, um, the selected like audition portions that I'm supposed to do. And I think once like, um, it might be like a, a speech you have to do. There was like a, like a singing, like some sort of karaoke contest oh, no. and like a dance contest. Yeah. But it's <laughs> no. totally like fun. It's, but it's not like, it's more about entertainment. It's not about you need to be hitting these notes and, yeah. you know, have a wrist and like, it's more like entertainment and, you know, being engaging and stuff like that so I wanted to do it but I ended up getting sick with vertigo really really bad and I was like I can barely talk I'm so dizzy every time I get up I feel like I'm going to throw up so I ended up pulling out of the competition uh like a week before we were going to have that um that event it was on Joe I think it was June 26th to June 28th I'm like there's absolutely no way that I can, I can do this. So oh, I'm going to do it again next year. I know. I really wanted to do it. I was so excited, but I just, I was just not well at all. So yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's always, it. It, it's looked like such a cool thing. I just, you know, I, oh, I'll have to think. No, about don't it. be like that. Just do it. <laughs> just try. Just try. Just try. I'll it. try. Why not? Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Why what not? <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um, yeah, be more fearless. Oh, goodness. Now I'm nervous. I'm going to be nervous until it happens. Um, so, <laughs> so okay, so if you could give any advice to another veteran, and I'm sure you do this all the time now in the work that you're doing, but what is some of the best advice that you could give other veterans or those transitioning out of the military um, – who are feeling the same way you felt when you were kind of in the thick of it? Um, if they want, or they, if they're looking for a job, I would definitely say hire a company that writes resumes and has experience in um, crafting military resumes into a civilian resume. So hire a professional resume writer. And then I would tell them to have a plan. Um, and it's so easy to say, just have a plan and, mm-hmm stick to your plan and you know all that stuff but yeah seriously like have a plan when you get out what are your goals what is it that you want to do what type of um you know experience or you know new life is it that you're trying to live because things are totally different you don't have to get up at 4 30 in the morning anymore unless that's you know a requirement for your job it's probably not um there's no more pt tests and stuff it's like things are completely different so uh, you might want to get involved in a gym. Um, you might want to start seeking out different locations to make friends because military and civilian friends and 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 uh, <laughs> and, so uh different. <laughs> and, yeah, they're so different. Everything is different. So you got to like transition on over because the lingo's different, the jargon's different. People are talking about different, you know, events and stuff, and it's like you're not going to. Uh, is it when you go to the field there's no field to go to anymore you know (laughs) things are totally different 
it's just so different now. So let's say, um, you know, get out there, make some new friends, make sure you have a plan set in place and hire a professional resume writer to write your resume so you can get the job that you deserve to have. A lot of people don't have the position or the jobs they want and they just settle for whatever because they don't know how to communicate their value on paper. If they were able to stay and like eloquently explain and communicate their skills the right way, they could get that job. But they, there's like a huge disconnect there. Nobody, they don't know how to put it on paper. So hire somebody that can help you to communicate your experience is key to, um, you know, your future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's really great advice. Um, are there any resources that you found especially helpful during your transition or after any like, you know, like Wounded Warrior Project or um, maybe another nonprofit or things like that? Are there any resources like that that you found um, helpful? Yes. Um, the Wounded Warrior Project, I definitely used tons and tons of information from there. There was another one. Um, um, the Vocational Rehab, is that what it is? Oh, yeah, through the VA. Yeah, I used that too. And then again, the GI Bill. Um, I used the GI Bill. Um, they had another one called the, shoot, WRP. I think it's uh, Workers Recruiting Program or Workforce Recruiting Program. I think it's WRP. And that was some, most, most schools have it, and you have to ask if the school has that program if you're in school. So you ask if they have the program. If they do, they hand select you. They come, they bring you on over, uh, you know, out of, out of your um, classes or you set up a, an appointment, but they create a resume for you. And then they put you into a system where, where you're like a recent graduate or you're going to be graduating. And these government agencies log into this and they pick you. They pick oh, what wow. job. Yeah. It's, I believe it's called a WRP program. And they go and they find you. You have to be a student. Um, so they find your resume and they say, oh, okay, this person looks like they'd be good. Why don't you reach out to them? And they'll be like, hey, um, this, this agency. And that's how I got on with the Corps of Engineers is through the WRP program. So there's that program that was super helpful and that really helped. And I worked with the government um, doing that, but I thought that was going to be totally different. But that job ended up being extremely stressful. Mm-hmm. We have we were in charge about of like fifty four thousand people, and there's about fourteen personnel that were in charge of this huge you know section of people. Oh my! Um, I was the HR assistant, and it was a lot of work. So <laughs> I ended up resigning out of that position because it was just whew, it was it was it was really hard. So, but the WRP program, the vocational rehab, the wounded warrior wounded warrior project, the Red Cross was also really helpful. Hmm. Um, yeah, so those programs, um, they really helped me out a lot. That's a awesome. Lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes we get uh, listeners who have yet to join the military or, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're kind of like teetering on the fence of if they should join or whatever. So what piece of advice would you give somebody um, – and we'll say, what piece of advice would you give a female that's joining? Just because we haven't had that many females on the show, um, mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give them about joining the military? I would tell them to do it. 
I think everyone should be in the military. I think everyone should do at least three years. You get exposed to so much. So we'll say like somebody, and it changes your world. Like you told your perspective on things totally changed. So we'll say like you're somebody super privileged and you've lived this amazing life and you, you know, you're just, you, you've just been catered to your entire life. But when you come to the military, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That doesn't count. Everything changes. Like you are going to be treated according towards your rank. You're going to be, um, you know, setting up your own tent. You're going to be doing your own things. You're going to learn how to uh, create value in yourself. You're going to learn how to um, uh, work with other people who aren't on the same economic level as you. And then we'll say somebody who has, been extremely poor now you're able to have different types of resources to you know you have to learn how to i don't want to say camp but you're in the field you're pitching up tents you're you know you're learning survivor skills um you're learning how to work with individuals you're you're in an amazing um community where it, it's you know very well, i feel like it's heavily based on like family it's really family oriented so you have a sense of community in the program. There's sports there. I feel like it's so wonderful and so great mm-hmm. um, to be in the military. I, I really honestly feel like everyone should have to do at least three years. It just helps you grow as an individual in every area of your life. You can learn how to budget your money, you know, um, cleaning, <laughs> being organized, <laughs> being on time, time management. You're responsible for other people and their lives. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. inventory tons of things. You learn so agree. much. I would agree with that a lot. I think there's a lot of value in joining the military, even if you just do four years or you do 20 years. I think there's mm-hmm. so much that you take away from that experience. So um, I definitely agree with you on that. So um, yeah. thank you first yeah. just for coming on. I think you've got a lot of really great wisdom and, and I really appreciate you reaching out to us. Um, I'm just sorry it took so long to get back to you. Um, it's okay. <laughs> but um, now is kind of your chance um, to kind of plug what you're doing or um, just kind of let people know about where you're at now and kind of like the success that you're achieving or things like that. Okay. All right. So right now I am, um, I own my own business. It's called Resume Advantage. Um, so we do resumes and cover letter, cover letters. We do professional bios. We do interview preps. We do 90 day business plans, strategic letters. So we get the individual ready for their interview. Um, so that's what Resume Advantage does. And it's, it's catered, catered to any, um, any audience, but the core audience or the core um, customer that that I have coming to majority are the veterans leaving military coming to the civilian sector. So I opened that up in 2017, and we have done super, 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 super great. I have like a 95% referral rate. I have a 92% placement rate, which means that the people who fill out these applications and they use our services, they get the job. So we're really successful in um, communicating the value and making sure that they fit the position and they have the qualifications for that job because sometimes some companies will just take your money even though they know for a fact that you're a McDonald's worker and you want to work for the pharmaceutical company and you don't have the experience 
they'll try to dress the resume up as such and they're you know setting you up for failure and we definitely do not do that i've had a couple of people who um you know they have certain positions and jobs that they want to apply to but i've let them know that you don't meet these requirements you have you know you know you have to find a different job so hopefully they find value in that because i don't want to steal their money i want them to be successful um so we are heavily into customer service and you know really the customer and their satisfaction really plays a big part in our um our everyday values with resume advantage um i also wrote a book called the enemy inside me it's about being deployed in iraq coming back with a very run aggressive cancer and you can find it on my website or on Amazon. Um, my website is brandylbenson.com. And um, yeah, so right now, what else do I do? Um, I do speaking engagements all around the world about um, overcoming the enemy inside you, which is kind of like a little playoff of my book. Mm-hmm. And the enemy is adversity. So any kind of adversity that you've had in life, it could be um, a bad relationship, it could be alcoholism, it could be drug addiction, it could be self-sabotage, it could be anything, something that's not allowing you to be your version of yourself. So I do lots of speaking engagements on that. I just signed a contract with a company called TLCLions.com and I'm one of their speakers. I'm super excited about that. And yeah, that's Jeez. pretty much it. So You're I know, you know, I'm world over. <laughs> I am just like trying everything and anything I can and this only happened after surviving cancer like I was never I've always been a pretty ambitious but I was more more focused maybe now I'm just trying everything I have it's like I want to be great at everything I want to try everything and why can't why can't I? I you know we don't have to pick one thing I want to do it all I so totally that's get what that. I'm doing <laughs> I, that makes complete sense to me I um I'm a heart disease survivor and just kind of dealing with that. And so I get like that whole second lease on life and just mm-hmm. like taking full advantage of that. Cause Wait, it, you said you're a what survivor? Heart disease. Oh. So, um, yeah. So I, I get the, the thought process of like mm-hmm. something tried to take me out and now I'm going to take advantage of every minute I get here because. Exactly. You exactly. Don't, you're not guaranteed tomorrow and so not at all um so that's really cool i'm gonna have to order your book <laughs> yes please do oh my god i would love that i would love it and then write a review please honest review don't fluff it up gotta be honest <laughs> honest review but like, yeah i just it was I okay like it, no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah no right if that's okay if it wasn't good if it was a letdown like i don't care all reviews are respected and honored and i appreciate everything so i don't mind I don't, I don't even care. I've had a couple of people, um, like, they'll write sometimes, oh, not write, not bad reviews, but, like, won't, they'll post, like, something not too nice on, like, my Instagram. Like, they'll say something smart. And I leave it up there. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can say whatever you like. Like, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Like, I don't want to have all these, you know, uh, make it look like I'm just perfect when that's really not the truth, so. I'd well, be as honest as I can. Well, thank you so much. And of course, I really appreciate you being on the show. And um, I hope that our listeners find you on Instagram and oh, uh, yes. your website. And uh, yeah, so I have my Instagram. Um, um, Instagram is 
for Resume Advantage is called at Resume Advantage. That's my business. Um, you can see some of my work that's on there as well. Awesome. Well, thank mm -hmm. you so much, and you have yes. a great Christmas, and um, stay safe and healthy. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing my book review. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, that was awesome. Um, super grateful that she came on the show and learned so much from her. So thank you for listening to a veterans podcast today to learn more about us, to hear previous episodes, or if interested in being on the show, you can find us at a veterans podcast.com or on Facebook or Instagram at a veterans podcast. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Wisconsin veterans network, a Wisconsin nonprofit operated by veterans and serving veterans in need until next time.